Blog Talk Radio. Dr. Catherine May's blog talk radio show, Channel Panel. Today is December 10th, 2014, and this is Meg Davis, your co-host, calling in from the greater Atlanta area, and what a show we have tonight. We have our discussion with our 5D community. We have, of course, our host and channel, Dr. Catherine May, Sananda as a guest, and we also have someone special, but I'll let Catherine tell that wonderful news. And <laughs> I'll say hello to Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Good evening. Hi, Meg. Oh, what a pleasure. Oh, dear. Yeah. I'm hearing an echo. Do you hear that echo? I don't no. hear it. Not now. Okay. Huh. That's interesting. Sometimes the phone just has to get used to being on the air, I guess. <laughs> well... This is going to be really fun tonight because besides our special guest, we have some real interesting things to to tell everyone tonight. And I was, Sananda came early. He checked in with me about an hour ago, and I said, well, is there something you need me to know? And he said, we're going to have a blockbuster tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yay. <laughs> Wednesday night blockbuster. I like it. <laughs> so we're going to hear from, as you said, not only you and Ellie and the kids and so on, but uh, I guess the so on includes me, <laughs> but we're also going to hear from Archangel Michael. So it's a special treat to have him come to talk with us. And... We have an honored guest, um, honored, no, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? <laughs> anyway, we want to honor our guest who is going to come in the be- tonight at the beginning of the show to do an opening prayer for us. Her name is Ellie, she's from California, and she is very familiar with with the work that we've been doing and we'll have a prayer to join with us and to really extend the work that we're doing together. So I'm really excited to hear what what she will bring forward. I will give a little introduction. Oh, what to do first here. Let me just do the news updates for very quickly. Um, our new website is up. That's the big news. Our beautiful new website, 
<clears throat> called WhoNeedsLight.org. It's the same name. And if you find you're going to the old website, just refresh your browser because it's up and running. And our beloved webmaster, Don Buckley, has just done a fabulous job. We're still working and tweaking on some things that are not quite finished yet, but come see, you know, a few times a week, well, things will be constantly changing there. So we're just delighted. It's so bright and light and beautiful, and we're excited. It has so many wonderful functions that are going to make it very flexible and easy for us to use. So we're really excited about that. And to match... We have a new name for our Facebook page, which is, guess, Who Needs Light? <laughs> so instead of our um, rather long and difficult name, the Healing for Ascension Tour, it's now Who Needs Light? So everything goes together now. Um, and we're going to have lots of things going on that will all fit into this new work that we're doing, which is really ascension training. But the nuts and bolts of of ascension training. Um, So, did I forget anything? I think that was... I think that was so exciting. And let me just say, I was so thrilled to look at the website. It is, like I told Catherine earlier, it feels like it's lit from within. Mm. And, of course, that's not just visual. It's also... Every page is exciting, and it just makes me want to go and read all the messages all over again. And there wouldn't be something wrong to do if we did. It was <laughs> so thrilling. So I'm looking forward to delving into it even deeper, and uh, it's just beautiful. Don, thank you so much, and Catherine and Gabriella for all the work you did. It's it's just lovely. And Teresa, she's also and has also Teresa. been helping us post things. So, yes, thanks to all of the ones who helped us. So now I'm going to introduce Ellie, who will who will do our opening prayer that is going to fit in with our Ho'oponopono work. And when, when she sings and chants her prayers, I picture her on the top of a mountain, just, Beaming light. So, with that introduction, I'm going to open her line and say hello. Hello, Ellie. Hi, and welcome. And I'm so blessed to be asked to do this opening prayer, to sing, to chant, to talk to those around everywhere. For I say to you, come close, come near, for it's true. I stand upon a mountaintop and see above and below and around the orbs, the angels, the archangels too, for they are here with us in prayer and blessings new. For it is God's voice that does come forth, and as I shout from mountain top, a scepter I do hold, 
that scatters forth the arcs of blue. The wisdom, I am told, of Mother Earth Teragaya, ancient songs of praise, and words and blessings from long ago do form their wings to share with you. So gather close, be still, be true, and listen to your heart. For all the songs, the messages from God and the countenance of heaven are very soft indeed and flit across your memory. You have to be still to see, to hear the voice of God. It sings and tells of hope. And I hold within me the divine hope of eternity and humanity. And my song is ancient. It will not be familiar to you. For it's not the newsy songs that you hear on TV. Oh no, dear ones. It's old. It's ancient. It's from the soul of Mother Gaia Terra. And the heavens above... And the throne of God, Mother, Father, God, and Nech, Hak, Noel. That's ancient tongues. And so I sing this song to you and tell you this is what you need to do. To stand up tall and straight and strong and pray and act upon kindness and generosity, giving, giving from the heart, not with money in deep pockets, no. Oh, no, the hope for earth comes from the heart, and all of you listen true. For hear the song of Gaia I sing.
the blessings do go out from near and far. We sing the same song. It's called Hope. And it's like a star, the brightest star within the sky that you shall ever see. For hope is in the heart of all. And I carry that cloak deep, deep upon me and within me, this color blue. Hope for humanity. So do your tasks with love and joy and know that I am all around God, the angels, the creator, one, the masters, dear. They're always with us night and day and ask for us to do the prayers of hope, upliftment hope for all upon this earth, humanity. Hope sheds its blanket softly, softly upon the earth and glistens like the snow. It's lit with God's own heart and voice. And with that, I say thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Ellie. That was lovely. Thank you. A wonderful message of hope. And I feel the presence of our friends with us. So I will close your line now so you'll get to listen as well. And thank you so much again. What a lovely beginning. Hope, light, blessings. A nice start for the evening. So I feel their presence all around us. And I know we have some exciting news from Meg and Ellie and the children. We sent out our email message just last night because it took us longer to get it together than we expected. But wait, those of you who haven't read it, haven't read it yet, just wait till you see what they have produced for you. It's um, We call it a flow chart. It has five steps and leads you from one step to the next. And it is just a powerful, simple, helpful guide that will carry you through any time you have a difficulty that you want to resolve. And I just want to thank Meg and Ellie and for writing the flow chart itself and to Meg for so generously writing up a description of a case study of someone that she spoke with this week who used the flow chart information brilliantly and we have the success story um, on the page with the, the other parts of the email. We will also be sending out the 
list of words, the, um, the very helpful list of words that goes with this work as well. So for now, I'm going to turn the call over for a, uh, an update and comments from Meg and Allie and the kids. And then we will go on to our channelings with Sananda and Michael. So, Meg, would you like to to take over the call now while I catch the dog that's chasing the cat? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect timing. I'll catch catch the ball. Go go handle our beautiful feline and canine friends. (laughs) Hi, everybody. So I know um, some of you have already seen the information we've posted on the Facebook page. It's um, three different pieces of information you're going to be looking for, two that you have already, and one is on the on the way. The first one, and the one I think you'll find so helpful, is Ellie and I and our lovely family here have combined a couple of different types of traditions and techniques along with the book Who Needs Light and Catherine's visual centering techniques that we've all been through at various retreats. And we combined this with uh, the work I've done with nonviolent communication with Marshall Rosenberg. We've also combined it with the whole Ho'oponopono prayer and also with the messages that we received from our friends, brothers, and sisters, and the masters who have supported and guided us in becoming aware of the need for us to be able to monitor all of our thoughts and feelings, words, and actions, to be able to remove from our own lives and from our lives of our family and also from the planet these thought forms that are getting in the way of us realizing our ascension as well as the beautiful new earth that is already here around us. So the first piece of information you'll see is a flow chart, and it's entitled Enlightenment and Training Support, Clearing Dark Thought Forms. And this step-by-step guide is to be used in conjunction with Catherine's book, Who Needs Light?, which Mother, Father, God have called the Ascension Manual. And it is longer, of course, than the flowchart in this method. Couldn't be here using this flowchart without Catherine's book. So I recommend, if you don't have a copy of the book already, to go on whoneedslight.org and sign up to get a book sent to you. And there's various payment options. So... No reason why everybody can't have a book in their hands by next week. So I recommend that highly. I think Ellie and I would both say that we would not be sitting here in the joy that we are in without her book. So there's five steps to our flowchart. And I would recommend, we really would love your feedback on how you've applied this in your own life and the lives of your family. So... I really would love some calls either on this call or next week and give us some feedback on how you applied it, were there any sticking points that we can work with you through or we can update the guide to be even better. 
and your success stories about how you found that you were able to move through and clear a dark thought form and find the peace on the other side of that and the clarity about how this, how you've understood the program that we've been under and how you saw through it to the other side. The first step, of course, is visual centering and meditating at the beginning of your day. And step two is becoming mindful and aware of your thoughts, feelings, and actions throughout the day. Now, this was the part that actually took a little bit longer than the rest of the steps. Becoming aware of all of my thoughts, feelings, and actions continues to be, of course, a moment-by-moment choice. And when I first began this, I noticed that it would be hours, and then I would say, oh, wait, I'm supposed to be monitoring my thoughts. (laughs) Okay, start again. And I would put up sticky notes. I would write on my hand. I would put up reminders. And then I realized that if it's that important to me, like brushing my teeth, I will always remember. And once I committed that there's no way I'm going to move through these thought forms unless I am moment-to-moment mindful. Then it just began, and it was easy. I didn't have to remind myself. I just moved into it naturally. So if you first have trouble feeling into this ability to stay mindful and aware, don't worry. It will come quite quickly to you once you practice a few days, help yourself remember, and then it will be second nature to you. The third step is doing what we call a thoughts and feelings scan. That means once you are sensing your thoughts and feelings throughout the day, there'll be a signal that your body will give you that you have just hit something that needs to be worked on. And I love how Sananda called it, oh, I think I have something here that's not of my own making. Okay, let's get to work. Let's unravel this. And what I love about how Catherine and her work with visual centering and Sananda has said, this is not us. This is really not us. This is the program. This is the brainwashing. And... I can't emphasize enough how much that's meant to me on giving me the courage to uncover the layers of the dark thought forms and tracing this back in many times to my youth. And Ellie would say the same thing. And all of our beautiful young women we're living with would say the same. And when we say it's not us, when we know in our heart of hearts that it's not us. There's no feelings of shame or discomfort or hesitation in unraveling it because we know like a play, oh, I'm just going to sift through the actors. I'm going to look at the scripts that we were all given. I'm going to see them as something false and an illusion and just temporary and I'm going to clear it. And when I started really understanding that this was a script, even if it came from my loving parents 
or my loving teachers. It was still a script that was creating as the trigger these uncomfortable feelings that I was feeling even today. Then it became very easy, and I didn't have any nervousness about going back there. It wasn't uncomfortable, or if it was, it was temporary. And then once you're there at that original place in your childhood or in early teens where you find this original, Catherine calls it, the original template, the first wound where we can remember having that first feeling that's being triggered today, we have a beautiful ancient Hawaiian prayer called Ho'oponopono, which Ellie and Catherine have mentioned that gives us this heartfelt correction of the dark thought form. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And we could take a whole call just talking about this particular prayer and its applications. But for us, for me, what I've felt is it forgives me for accepting the program. It helps me forgive the person that was speaking the program to me. It helps me forgive all the people around me that were involved with the program. It helps me forgive every triggering feeling and dark thought form from that moment forward all the way to the present. And it just dissolves the entire situation in my life. And it's like I skipped the timeline. It's like it almost never happened as far as how it pulls me into my past. It's a beautiful prayer. And if you'd like to research it more, there's so many beautiful sites online that will tell you some different applications and some meditations. And Catherine has a wonderful meditation where she um, uses the whole Ponopono prayer called the Sleeper Cell Meditation, which is also on our slide Facebook page which is really wonderful to go through again. Slightly different than the than this process, but very helpful. And then the last step was given to me by one of our um, family, named Marlene, and she's from Canada, and we were all together at the New York retreat, a wonderful light worker. And she told Ellie and me that Once we do this clearing for the family, if one of the women here does a clearing, or we help someone that does a clearing, or we cleared something on our own, that our higher self and the company of heaven have allowed for a dispensation that will amplify the benefits of the clearing that we do and add their higher dimensional energies to it, which will clear this on a planetary level so that many people will never have to go through the depths of what we have to do to clear, and we can share this clearing and the resulting relief and and joy that we feel after it's cleared with the planet because we're all using the same grid. So not only do you have the joy and relief when you clear it on your own and the energy vibrations of those around you, you also get to share this with the planet and really know that even just one person can make a difference that travels across the globe. So thank you, Marlene. I was very grateful for that. So that is the um, Cliff Notes version of your flowchart for clearing dark thought forms. So if you haven't already, just take a look. 
please call in next week and let us know what you think or put some comments on the Facebook page so we can hear how you're doing. And I want to share the phone with Ellie because she has a a quick statement from a Facebook listener who then... Can you find the phone somewhere? Oh, <laughs> you can just say it. You can just say it off the top. Okay, here's Ellie, everyone. Hello, it's Ellie. Um, one of our listeners had um, sent me a message on Facebook saying that you know he was looking for the link to last week's um, journal entry. And um, he asked me if I could help him find it. And then he just he he said that we were doing a wonderful job. He appreciated um, what we what we were putting together and what we were doing, and uh, was planning to implement the five D, you know, the to implement the same thing in his home. So that was a just a great confirmation that this is working and that um, people see the benefit of this. So we're glad that, you know, even though it's, we're glad that we could be of help, I guess, in this way, yes. (laughs) So, yeah. Thank you, Ellie. (laughs) This is Catherine. Yes. Hey, Catherine. I know we left off last. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. We also received two other messages um, that I received at my Facebook page from two listeners, Lauren and Gina, who also said that this is just what they were looking for, that it was such an easy way to work through when something came up that they were having a lot of difficulty unraveling. They were experiencing a lot of discomfort and guilt and shame around the feelings that they were coming up as parents. And when they read through this, they understood that they can let all that go and unravel it quite easily and also help their children when they noticed that the children were also exhibiting something. It was so easy without just verbally taking them through this. So I was really grateful for the feedback. So And also, not only good feedback, but if you also, um, again, find a place that's a little bit of a sticking point, that's actually very helpful, too. And could be, if you're getting an area that feels a little bit sticky, you might also find that many other people do, too. So we welcome not only thoughts of, of, this is so wonderful to work with, but also, okay, I tried it, and it didn't work the first round, and how can you help me get this through? So those are exciting to hear as well, and we're happy to like Catherine said, the nuts and bolts, really get in there and unravel these things. And um, I know Catherine especially loves unraveling. <laughs> she's, a, she's an expert, and I am the beneficiary of it. The second thing that you'll get that you've already received if you're on our mailing list, and it's also on the tour page, is the case study. So I love how the universe provides you exactly what you need and as Ellie and I were working through the changing the flow chart into something that was going to be really usable after feedback from Christine that it needed to be cleaned up a little. So thank you, Christine. I had a patient who came in, um, I'll call her Gloria, to protect the innocent. And she was having a 
discomfort in her left breast that we were unable to clear completely after a month of Chinese herbs. And usually if I can't clear something in a month, I'm starting to wonder because usually the herbs are very effective. And she said it felt better but not completely gone. So I started to suspect that there was an emotional connection between um, the pain in the left breast and what she was experiencing. So I asked her if she'd be willing to uh, try a new protocol that I was working on that helped people clear some emotional connections between physical discomfort, and she said she would. So what you'll read on the case study is how we went through the program. It wasn't exactly because we were still forming it, but it was pretty close. And the only thing I couldn't do with her is a visual centering um, as, as well as I would have liked, but we got pretty close. And we moved through back to her childhood where she found the trigger all the way back to what um, something her mother would say to her continually, which resulted in I'm unworthy, I'm not lovable, I'm not enough, and I'm inadequate. And we applied the whole Pono prayer to this after we sat with it for a while and allowed her to really feel what that was like and see all the surrounding connections. And then we traced it back up through each trigger that she could remember all the way to present to the relationship with a coworker that was the present situation that was triggering I am inadequate. So there was a complete connection between the I am inadequate that she was programmed with as a child about six or seven years old, and the present circumstance at age 55 with a coworker, still feeling the exact same feeling, the same dark thought form. I am not enough and I am inadequate. She was able to clear it, and the aha, she said, oh my gosh, I had no idea that this could be something connected. I see it as clear as day, and I feel it is true. And she even expressed, as we were tracing back the I am inadequate, she felt pain in her left breast. It was throbbing as we were going backwards to childhood. And then when we cleared it with the prayer and came forward to her life now, she says it was gone. And she just knew that we we were on to something. And I said, we may have a little bit more work. There could be some other things that could come up around it or possibly that could come up she couldn't remember while we were together. And so I wrote down the whole Pono prayer and I sort of did a sketch of the process as we had had it up to that point and told her to keep applying it. And she said she would. So... It was a beautiful example of how easy this can be that took less than, I would say, less than 30 minutes that it took to do this. And she was very willing and very able but had no experience with the process or any of this type of thinking that present moment situations could be connected to the past. So this was not something that was, this was something brand new to her. And the whole upon prayer as well. So the only other thing to be looking for that you'll be getting when we work on the technical part is a list of feelings and uh, needs that comes from my work with Marshall Rosenberg, Compassionate Communication. 
And it really helps us connect in any given moment with what we're feeling, either positive or something that's uncomfortable. Um, And Ellie, if you wouldn't mind, would you say a little bit about how when we were first doing this and that was helpful to you? Yeah, I did want to add to this that, you know, everybody's practice um, doesn't matter where you are or whether you're beginning it or if you're if you're pretty, if you know how to, like, for me, <laughs> I call Meg my expert because <laughs> she's, she's been more, you know, she's been doing this a lot longer. So what was new for me is actually getting in touch with my feelings, and that's why that list really helped because when you start to uncover all the stuff or all the programming, you realize that you have suppressed your feelings for such a long time that you have no clue what they are. And so having the list really enabled me to be able to say, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. Yeah, that word right there, that's it. Whereas before I could just say, well, I'm I'm, I'm upset, um, I'm angry. And just being upset, being upset is, is not a feeling word. So... It helps to find out, well, why are you upset or or what are you angry about or where is this anger coming from? Is it hurt? Is it pain? Is it because, you know, you're feeling um, unappreciated or inadequate or what like that? So, um, you know, using the, the whole flow chart has been so helpful and just, you know, this is what we've done. So, and it works for us, and it's working to continue to to clear more and more. So um, when Meg and I were put, was putting the flow chart together, we really went, you know, would look back at some of the situations that we we would just have cleared or, um, and just really see, okay, how we applied it so that we know that it flows like, you know, this is the best way it flows and this is the best way to clear it and the easiest and quickest. So, you know, don't be too hard on yourself. <laughs> nice. Right. Okay, here's Mitch. Catherine, is there anything that you would like to add to this? Oh, well, there's going to be a lot more to add as the days go by, but this is just a wonderful update and um description of how this can be used and it's so wonderful to have you so courageously out there practicing for everyone to learn from and I I have to tell you when I read through that case study that you wrote it just brought tears to my eyes because it was so beautifully done mm. and I it just made my heart expand to see the wonderful work that you're doing with people. It's it's just marvelous. So I got a, an email today from somebody saying, this program is wonderful. Are you going to be teaching it? Well, of course we're teaching it right now, but yes, we will be doing workshops and retreats so that people can really do the hands-on practice with us. So it's, I I really thank you. In all the years I've been working, I have never really codified it so clearly. So I I truly thank you for that. Oh, 
Yes, it's our pleasure. Yes, and I, I have to say I thank you because this has been the it's, it's so hard to put in words. I mean, I'm I'm feeling I'm so appreciative because <clears throat> you know, growing up, I would I knew that there was that this time and day was coming. Just didn't know how to get there. And your book made it so much easier to let go of all the stuff that's been holding us back from just being who we truly are, who we truly are. So I am very appreciative to you, as many of us are. So thank you, Catherine, for the work you've done. Thanks. It's just, of course, I wouldn't have been doing this work all these years if I didn't just love to see people blossom. And watching you guys and your kids, you know, Ellie's kids, really taking flight. It's just delightful. So I was wondering if, you know, last week um, we had some comments from the girls, and I was just wondering if they wanted to add anything else today before we go on to our channeling. Well, we do have, um, do we have time for a quick story about a clearing that occurred this week? Sure. Wonderful. So um, Jovine had a very powerful experience that um, I'm going to let her talk about. And it might still be just a little raw, but she says she's ready. So we're going to let her talk about it. And then if I need to... um, we ended up clearing this in the car because this experience happened out of the home. And mm-hmm. when we got to the coffee shop we were going, we could tell that there was something to clear. So everybody went in the coffee shop, and and uh, Jovina and I stayed in the car. So you can do this anywhere, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, um, we cleared it right then, which is the best way while the person is still got mm. a hold of the tail of that dark thought form. Just go for it. And she said she was. And we just cleared it right there. And 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 Jovine <laughs> great image on the tail of the dark thought form. Okay. <laughs> and let me tell you, these girls are fearless. As soon as something comes up, they're like, "Let's go!" <laughs> and we're just diving in there. And I'm just so grateful when I talk about this light family I'm with. I I'm just so grateful for the courage. Of you know these these beautiful beings have just been around you know fourteen to twenty years and that holy cow me and Ellie have got fifty years on them and they're they're smoking us in the dust so we're <laughs> very grateful so here's Javine and I'll let her share with you her clearing and if she needs me to fill in the any part at the end I'm happy to all right everyone here's Javine before she starts I want to ask everyone on the call to practice what we're going to do. Um, from now on, which is to beam light. So we're all going to create our pillar of light and put Jovine right in it so that we are just beaming light and love upon you, Jovine. So let's hear your story. Um, hi. Thank um, you. Um, so I think it was like we decided to visit the shelter, the animal shelter, for the first time, 
Um, because we've been talking about wanting to get new animals, and Meg talked about how she got hers from a shelter, so we just went to check it out. And um, they had a cat room and then a room for puppies and stuff, and I already checked those out, and everybody else was doing their own thing, so I decided to go check out the big dogs. Um, And before I went in there, Ellie went in there first, and, like, they were the, all you hear is barking when she goes back there. So she came back a few minutes later, and she was like, oh, my God. And then she told me about Gracie. Um, I don't remember exactly what she told me. She just told me that Gracie, she's just so sweet, and um, she just whines when you go in there. Like, she's like, oh, my God, pet me, pet me. Um, so I went in there, and I looked at all the dogs, and um, one of the dogs, she's just she looked like an old lady kind of. She's just really quiet and sweet. And then another dog, when you looked at him in the eyes, he immediately started barking. So I just uh, kind of avoided him. And Gracie, she was at the end. And when I walked past her, she was just whining and sitting and staring at me, and she had this look in her eye. So I went over to her um, her kennel thing, and I opened it. And, like, once I opened it, she just, like, yeah, she just walked right out. And I didn't really want to grab her because I just, I, I, I kind of feel like animals should be free, so I just, I didn't want to grab her. And I just let her walk around, but when she came out, she just immediately started looking at the other dogs, and she started getting frantic, and then she started barking, and they were all barking at each other, and just, like, it was just, it was crazy. And um, this girl, Miss Guy, came in, and the girl, she tried to help and calm Gracie down, and um, nobody really wanted to grab her. I know the girl didn't want to grab her because she was afraid Gracie would bite her or something, so the girl left, and then a little bit after she left, the guy left too, and I was like, well, great, now I'm stuck in here because I didn't want to leave the dog by herself to just go crazy. So she's running up and down the kennels just barking at all the dogs, and she just seemed so panicked and desperate and afraid, and she kept going to the doors trying to see if she could get out, and it was was really crazy and overwhelming because it was a lot of emotion, and... um, I, I I tried sending messages to her, and I tried keeping calm and stuff, and um, I didn't want to grab her because I didn't want to startle her, and I wasn't afraid she would bite me or anything. I just wanted to let her know she was safe and she was okay and no one's going to hurt her. And the girl that worked there, she had to come in and um, take care of Gracie and put her back in her kennel and stuff. But after that, I just left the room and talked to Ellie. And I told her that um, I just felt panicked and afraid and um, scared and just distressed and hopeless. And I felt like that's how Gracie was feeling. And her emotions were just so overwhelming. And we talked we talked and I was able to come down a bit and then a little bit after that we left to the coffee shop and um, Meg noticed something was wrong so everybody went inside and her and I talked and um, she asked me how I felt and about feelings I felt and whatever and I told her I just felt scared and hopeless and 
um, just really panicked. And, um, she told me, well, Gracie was really just there to trigger the feelings in you. And, I mean, I know Gracie was feeling that, but she, um, her behavior helped trigger something in me that related to my childhood, and I couldn't understand it um, at first, but then I had to really tie these strong emotions of entrapment with animals. And um, when I was younger, we had this dog. He was a German Shepherd. His name was Bruno. Um, he was my dad's dog, and um, Calvin. My okay, uh, Calvin used to beat her, or he used to beat him all the time. And I remember one time specifically after my parents' divorce, um, we were at his house and Bruno wouldn't listen to him. So he took one of the metal chairs and he beat him with it and he stabbed him and stabbed him with it. And Bruno was yelping, but I couldn't mm. do anything to help him. It was, it was really sad. And Bruno always respected him and he gave us so much love. I hated Calvin so much for that. I hated him so much because he hurt Bruno, and he was so mean to him all the time. And I felt Bruno was trapped, and he was helpless, and he had no hope, and he was just distressed. But that was how I was feeling because I had no control over the situation. So... Oh, let me... um, let me come in for a moment and let you catch your breath. Oh, my. Your mom is there to put her arm around you, isn't she? Yeah. Jovina's story is just so heart-wrenching and so vivid. I know everyone who's listening is is feeling it in their hearts. It just makes everyone want to join you in your tears. Those of us who are light workers and who are so sensitive to animals and other people carry a, a scar like this for a long time and most people forever if they experience something like this. So you're going to need to take some time with this one because this is really a deep and profound heartbreak. To watch a dog being beaten is just about the worst thing. It's just, you know, children feel it, completely, completely identify with it as if it's you. And the child who sees something like that always feels guilty that they couldn't stop it but of course you also know if you tried to stop it you would get the same treatment it's impossible so your feelings were absolutely accurate for that time it was an impossible situation you were trapped the dog was trapped and it was unbearable for both of you so we're sorry that you ever had to experience something like that. But we thank you for sharing it. 
You're welcome. And um, another part of it was um, feeling um, Bruno was always put in his kennel, um, especially whenever he did something bad. But every time we left the house or whenever Calvin didn't want to really be bothered with him, he would put him in his kennel and just leave him there. And Mm. um, Meg said that... um, Part of that was me as a child. Whenever I got in trouble, I always had to go to my room, and I was alone because I felt like Gracie felt like she was alone too. Right. So. So it was part of it. Perfect fit. It was a perfect trigger to bring up all those feelings from childhood. Yeah. Oh. I know that. This is painful for people to hear, and I know it's painful for you to talk about it. But what an example you've just given us of how so many of us have experienced some traumatic incident like that or or um, lots of traumatic incidents if you live in a household where things are chaotic or not functioning right, you tend to experience the same things over and over again. So it leaves a tremendous imprint. And this is exactly what we were describing as a template. It leaves a, an imprint on your in your nervous system and on your feelings. So as you're clearing this, sweetie, just be very patient with yourself Reach out to the people around you who love you so much. Ask for a special hug. Take time to be with yourself and to feel the healing and the comfort and the compassion from the people around you. And don't be hesitant about asking. Even if it takes a hundred times, even if it's a thousand times, be um, like just give yourself everything you need and then some to heal this painful, painful memory so that once you've cleared it, you'll be able to look back on it. You'll still feel sad and and sorry for the dog that had to experience that and for the child that you were at the time who had to experience that. And when you put the separation, the the, um, distance between you and the child that you were, you look at her and you talk to her, you take her hand, you give her a hug, you talk with her about it, let her describe to you what she felt like, she saw what she thought, what she concluded from that incident. Often it's not just the feelings that are so painful from an incident like that. It's the conclusions that you come to because of it. And that's what sticks with us. So I'm going to give you 
space yeah, here. Yeah, Catherine, this is Ellie. Can you yeah. say a little bit more about that part? That will be so very helpful about the conclusions that you come to because of it, how that's what sticks and makes the imprint. Right, right. It's not the incident itself. It's the way we process it, the way we think about it, and the way it becomes a part of our worldview and a part of our own definition of who we are. So those kinds of traumatic incidents become a part of our identity, the way we think about ourselves and the, our place in the world. And that that process of thinking about it and coming to a conclusion about yourself, that's what stays with you. And that's what affects everything you do and everything you see and everything you think about. So these are, this is why this process is difficult. It's why it takes real determination and attentiveness because the, the threads, the roots of it, the tendrils go everywhere into your sense of being. And that's what you're clearing when you're doing these wonderful clearings that you're helping each other with. You're clearing not just the feelings, but the con- convictions and the conclusions that you came to because of it. And that's why you come out of it feeling like a different person when you when you heal something like that. You literally feel like a different person because you've cleared the conclusions about yourself being inadequate or trapped or hopeless or not enough. Mm -hmm. And that one, I think, is the most profound conclusion, the most difficult one that people come to because when you're a child and you can't stop something, you can't change it, you can't make it better, you come to the conclusion that you're not enough. And that somehow you should be. And I think if there is a single idea that leaves people in pain, it's that one. So this is why we're doing this work now, and this is why we're helping each other with this, because this is absolutely crucial to our ascension. That if we can lift that idea alone, that lone idea that we're not good enough, we're not enough, we can't accomplish what we need to do, then everyone on this planet will be able to ascend if we can change that idea. So this is what we're here to do. And we thank Jovine for that really heart-rending story, but an example that is so powerful. So thank you. And thank I you for th- adding that last part to it, too. That was so... We needed that extra little... the extra little umps there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think this is a really good lead-in to what we're going to hear from Sananda and, and Archangel Michael 
I'm going to give just a little prelude, and you'll be surprised how this is really just flowing right into what we're going to hear. I'll do a little um, sidebar here, a little background. I know I told people a week or so ago on one of the calls that I had um, that I had gone to the council and I'd said, you know, you have to change the rules by which you evaluate how much you can do for us. Because the way the system was set up, it was skewed in favor of the dark ones for so many years. And then when they left, the dark thought forms just kept proliferating, even though the ones who started it are gone. And they had, they debated long and hard about this and came back and said, okay, I asked them to please, we're trying to clear all the dark thought forms, but we need their help because every time we clear it, they'd come back. And so many of us, we, among us now, are many masters and many archangels and all of us who are boots on the ground, the people listening to this call, the people who read the emails, between us there are at least 2,500 people who are very um, consistent about doing this work, about listening to the messages, about learning and applying it. So we have a big crew here. And if everyone on this call and everyone who reads these messages really puts their shoulder to the wheel right now, we are going to do something fabulous. Because the company of heaven agreed that they will do whatever it takes to maintain the um, the clear air. You know, we talked about the warp in the electromagnetic field. And we were, many of us, working very hard to try and heal that. And we would, you know, one day we would finish it, and the next day it would start to form again. And so I said, you have to help us. You have to prevent it from reforming. And they said, okay, that they would do that. And now it's been about a week, and you can feel, you can feel it in the air. You can feel that it's lighter. And I <laughs> talked to Sananda this morning, and I said, he said, well, I'm sorry I haven't been available too much in the last few days because this was I was very touched by the way he put it. He said, because I need all my light to keep doing what we promised to do. And so they are hand in hand, shoulder to shoulder, beaming their light day and night to help us. Mother, Father, God are there. They've come back from their work building another universe. They've come back to help us. Prime Creator is here with us. 
and they are sending love and light in tremendous um, waves to help clear the air and to keep it clear for us so that we can do what we need to do. And what we need to do is to clear away all this darkness. And so if we do our work, the very work that we're describing tonight, the very work that we have put out the tools for people to do, if 2,500 of us consistently do this, we're going to clear away the dark thought forms. And they're going to keep them cleared away. But we have to do our part. And I, when I talked to him earlier today, I said, it looks to me like you guys are breaking a sweat. I mean, they were really bearing down, really working hard. And I saw the entire company of heaven, all of our masters and guides and archangels, and they reminded me that they're, up, they're there in the higher dimensions, but we are the family and the twin flames and the loved ones who are there, who are connected to them, who are a part of them. So this is a, a family venture, a group effort, and we're the ones on the ground that have to do our part because that was our contract. We have to do the work. But they've agreed that whatever we do, they're going to double down. They're really, really working hard to help us. So now is the time, right now, this minute, that we can take advantage of that and we can work with them. And if we do, we're going to come out of this like, we're going to take flight. We're just all going to take flight because they've lifted the darkness to give us some breathing room. And people will feel this when you start to do your clearings, when you start to look at things. You'll notice it's getting easier and easier because they're keeping it clear for us. So we're not being suffocated by the darkness swirling around us anymore. So, hooray, everybody. Lift your eyes to the skies and send them your thanks and gratitude because they are working like crazy to help us. And I know personally a number of light workers who are who have just dedicated their lives to doing this work, and they are working day and night as well. So I know that they'll have something more to tell us about this, and you're all going to be really happy to hear their news, I'm sure. But I wanted to remind everybody, notice, notice the difference in the atmosphere. Notice the difference in the energy around you. It's changed. We've just been giggling here. I mean, it's... It's really lighter. Everything feels lighter. So let's hear from them. Jovine, we're sending you our love and thanks 
and and Meg and Ellie too, and Ellie who did our prayer. And now Sananda's ready to come through. So I'm all right, Catherine. I'll give you a little. I'll give you a little bridge to get a sip of water and get comfy. Is Che around you? Nestled in. He always loves Sananda. <laughs> yes, he's under my big sweater here, so he's cozy yes. in the castle. <laughs> we're, we're all cozy. All the animals are here. Same here. All snuggled up. Good. Mm-hmm. They're part of our healing so much. All right. And Sananda, we are so glad you're here for your blockbuster show. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Meg. <laughs> Hi, Sananda. How I are did you tonight? Say that tonight. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hope we're breaking the block here. <laughs> Whatever that saying means. <laughs> Thank oh, you for what a lovely doing. show. Thank you. What a lovely show you've offered today. This is not like any other that I've heard or known of. You just come right out there and and offer the tools and the help and the demonstration about how to do it. There is no better teaching method, but not one that most people have the heart to attempt. So thank you. Dear sister, thank you. So Catherine gave you a little preview of the truth. Yes. We are working day and night. And there are many of us many of us, focusing our energies now, joining with our beloved family on the ground. And the more you join with us, the more you call to us, the more you talk with us, the more you join your hearts with us, the more powerful we are. You see, creating that bridge from one on the ground to one in higher dimensions creates a spark like no other. It's the combination of one here in a human body reaching out to make contact with love to one in the higher dimensions is a powerful, powerful effect. Many of you saw the film that we recommended, Interstellar. Do you remember when Brand, the scientist, gave her description of how her connection and her love for the other astronaut who was on a faraway planet was possibly the most meaningful and profound way of understanding something there can be. She said very eloquently, we didn't create love. 
We don't know what it is. We can't explain it. But that doesn't mean it isn't real. And she said, I don't understand why, but I love someone who's in another galaxy and may even not be alive. And still we feel love for others, for those who have passed. So you see, that connection across the dimensions, across time and space, is what will change this planet. It's what will change what you experience there on the ground. When you reach out to us with your hearts filled with love and welcoming and hope and acknowledgement that we are here, we are like you, We are your galactic brothers and sisters. We are the expression of life that is just like you in another form. When you do that, it creates a channel of light that is so bright and so powerful that it can literally change the electromagnetic field around you. Many of you have heard about the experiments with water where the water that has been looked upon with love creates beautiful crystals. The water that was mm, that was had anger or angry feelings directed toward it turned to a terribly distorted, ugly, frozen creation that was nothing like a crystal. So you see, that those experiments were very prophetic. They gave you an amazing example of how each of you are developing your crystalline DNA in the light of love. The more love and light you have poured down upon you from us, from those around you, and from yourself primarily from yourself, the more you become that beautiful crystalline being who will rise to a higher dimension. The more you practice that, the more you are like us, the more you are us. And the more you are the being you were before you came here. Well, you have experienced these higher dimensions. You have lived in love and light. It was what you knew before you came here. Many have made this journey 
to experience initially, that was our plan, to be able to experience everything there is to feel, everything there is to think about, even if it is darkness, even if it is strange, even if it was a dichotomy between light and dark, we chose to come and experience this. Well, things became very difficult. And in recent years, and especially in the last year and a half or so, it has become very distorted and dark. It was not what we expected after the reptilians left. We thought your hearts would be free, you would leap into happiness and pleasure. But of course, hundreds, thousands of years of training, of course, put you in the position where you were waiting for the other shoe to drop. We didn't realize that would happen. Yes, the reptilians are gone, but what can we expect next that will be destructive and punishing? Because it was what you knew for so long. You see, in higher dimensions, these shifts and changes are very easy because we can see so much, because we know so much about the timelines and the possibilities but you can't see that. This is why we wish to speak with you and to help you to see what we see. It's very important now for us to help you see and to help you lift yourselves out of that. The feeling that you cannot possibly overcome all that darkness. Now, I won't say that again because it's a powerful thing to say something that dark. But it's what you were talking about today. The feelings of inadequacy. It was the element we didn't realize was so powerful within the human consciousness. So it was not the dark ones It's not the dark ones now who are bringing forth this warping of the electromagnetic field. It is the self-doubt, the frustration, the dread that you feel because you have been conditioned to feel dread. You've been conditioned to expect the worst. We feel great compassion for that. We understand it now. And as you speak about these things, we are all listening. We hear the sadness. We hear the profound pain. And we understand why it's so difficult. And so we thank you, everyone who's working on this call from Meg and Ellie and the children and Catherine and Gabriella and all the the workers, the light workers who have made this possible. 
we thank you for bringing this forward. It is no longer a secret that humankind has been made to feel so defeated. And we must help you overcome this. We must help you. As so many of you have prayed, we hear your prayers. And we knew we needed to help you, but we also know that we must not break our contract with you. That you have free will and we must not interfere with the way you conduct your lives. And so it's always been understood that if you should decide to feel discouraged and hopeless, in spite of what we teach you, in spite of the messages we give you, we cannot interfere with that. That is your choice. But we now understand it's really important for us to work with you day by day, hour by hour, to help you so that when you make a step forward, You're not pulled back. This is the agreement we have made. That when you make progress, we will do what you call having your back. When you make a step forward into the light, we will support you. We will hold you there. We will let you catch your breath and not allow you to be inundated by darkness before you even have a chance to catch your balance. We saw that happening. We saw that light workers were becoming exhausted because they were working so hard and every time they made a step forward they were buffeted by the dark thought forms. Now you're beginning to appreciate, all of you, how everyone's dark thoughts affect everyone else. And as we've been working hard all week, well, we're not counting how long it's been, but you've been feeling it. As we've been working hard, yes, it is an effort for us. There is no doubt. We have to concentrate and focus every minute of every day to catch the dark thought forms as they're being produced. (laughs) I'm not complaining, you understand. I'm delighted to be able to help you do this. I'm delighted that Mother, Father, God, and the company of heaven and prime creator came to this decision that we must have your back and that you can still maintain your free will. We're not forcing you to do anything. We're not changing anything. We're simply making your progress easier for you to maintain but it is you who make the steps 
It is you who make the changes. It is you who are doing the clearings. We are now permitted to simply keep the floor under you so that you won't fall back. We are so happy that this is permitted now. And you will be feeling us all around you. You'll feel us even more than you ever have before because we are so focused on you. It is a glorious thing. It's interesting and exciting for us as well because my dear friends here in the higher dimensions and I have had to really buckle down, as you say. We take hands, we we remind each other, we help each other, we talk about how we're doing this, we talk about where we'll aim the most intense light at any given moment, how we'll approach it, where we go next. It's like solving a puzzle. But like one of those puzzles, you know, that some of you like to do that are seem to be as big as a room and have thousands and millions of pieces, that's what we're doing. It is a pleasure to see that it's helping. We can tell it's helping. And as we watch you go through your days, we see that the light workers we love and are so close to are feeling it. They're laughing together. They're cheerful. They're hopeful. They see what's coming. Some of them can see it. Some feel it. But we want you to know that we see it coming. We see the light dawning. We see you now moving forward together. Together in a way that you haven't done before. There were so many light workers who were solitary, who would work in their meditations, who would connect with us, who helped us with the grid, who helped us with the energy fields, who helped with the activating of crystals, connections to the stars, so many without any accolades or recognition. There are many who have worked their whole lives toward this time. And here we are now together. And what a pleasure it is to be so close to you now, to feel you reaching out to us, taking our hands, feeling our love, feeling it flow over you like a warm shawl around your shoulders, a blanket to warm you 
Yes, we tuck you in at night. We beam love as we see you sleeping. Like a proud parent or a brother or sister, we look on you with admiration. We're thankful for our connection with you. We are enjoying it tremendously. And my dear brother, Archangel Michael, as you know him, is here beside me. He's very happy to come to talk with you today. You know, we discussed this if we are to take time off from our concentration on beaming light towards you, would this change anything? And he said, well, of course not. We're going to continue beaming light. We'll be there the whole time. It will make things even better because we can beam light on even more people. Of course he's right. We invite everyone here, everyone who's listening Everyone who hears my voice now or later listening to these recordings, we invite all of you to join with us. It is joyful work. It's a pleasure to help one another. It's a thrilling, thrilling experiment that we're taking part in to lift each other to forge ahead through these difficulties that at times seemed overwhelming to many. And still, we persevered. We are here until this is accomplished. We will be here to help you. We will be here to cheer you on. And we have your back. I am very proud and very delighted to tell you that. You'll feel the difference. And very soon we're going to see the difference unfolding. Of course, everything has to be rolled out in its due time. But things are moving. You'll see them. Some of it, some of it I want to warn you about is not what you think. Because some of the things you'll see in the news will be mm, discouraging or repugnant or ridiculous to you. But that's a good thing. When you hear about um, the people who've been leaders, and who are now leaders, who are saying stupid things publicly, and it then gets passed around through the news. It's all over the Internet. It's everywhere being discussed, this either horrible racist comment or a, uh, something that showed the person's tremendous ignorance and arrogance, this is a good thing. 
it's being revealed all around you. The fakers and the buffoons are being revealed. This is a breath of fresh air because there was a time where it would all be brushed under the rug and you would never have heard about it. So rejoice. Every time you see one of these ridiculous incidents where someone who's supposed to be an intelligent leader says something that is just so um, laughable and out of touch, well, this is a good thing. They will be reminded. They're going to be reminded that they need to wake up and be more sensitive. This is a very good thing. All over the world this is happening. People are being held accountable for their insensitivities, for their greed, for their arrogance, their unkind attitudes toward the people they are supposed to be serving. Even if it's only a shopkeeper serving their customers, even if it's a a bank manager understanding that people's lives are at stake here. There is a new awareness. It's been growing for a long time, but it has just blossomed to the point where everywhere you look, there are athletes or actors and movie stars and celebrities of all kinds being held accountable for their behavior. They're being asked to behave in a moral way or they don't deserve to be the models that they're held up to be by children, by young people. Football players are being asked to treat their wives and their partners with dignity. Well, of course, why not? But this is new. And it is a breath of fresh air for us to see. It also helps us because, you know, the twin flames of many of us are there among you. And it has been a difficult time for women They are here to carry the torch and show that women are strong, are equal, are good leaders and mathematicians and scientists and financial experts, economists and leaders, political leaders who will carry the torch into the new golden age They speak for us. This time around, we are here in the higher dimensions, cheering them on. They're playing the difficult roles now. Of course, we still have the feminine aspects of archangels and masters here. But so many 
of the feminine of our feminine counterparts have have incarnated now at this most difficult time. So you're seeing who the courageous ones are. Well, of course, we don't lack courage, but we aren't having to demonstrate it the way they are right now. We're very proud and pleased to see these brilliant and light-filled women coming forward. Look around you. They're everywhere. They're your friends and neighbors. They're the ones who are carrying the light. Now, I don't want to give short shrift to the men as well. But it is the time of the feminine. It is the time for them to have their their time and their place in the sun. And it gives us great pleasure to see it happening. So, this is also a wonderful time for the men who have incarnated now. You're surrounded with intelligent, beautiful light workers. As you are beautiful light workers. And we are here. And especially those of us who want to make contact with our family and our twin flames, our beloved ones, it is time. Open your hearts, reach out, let us connect with you. And we will create a portal of light energy that is so powerful it will be seen across the multiverses and everyone will know that planet Earth is ascending that humankind is rising rising again It is our time. It is our time. Let us go together. Let us walk together into this new golden age that we are creating moment by moment. And yes, here is our beloved Michael He wants to talk a little bit about the nuts and bolts of what everyone's been doing there on the ground and how we see it. Well, I won't take over his time. Let's hear from Michael. And I will pass the talking stick. Thank you, Sananda. Welcome, Michael. We're so glad you're here with us. Welcome, Hello, hello, dear Meg and company. All of you listening, what 
what a historic time it is. You know, we have never done this before. We have never been involved in such a mm, exciting and challenging and new project where all of us, you on the ground, us in higher dimensions, the councils, the our beloved prime creator, we're all figuring this out as we go along, all of us together. Now, that makes it sound as if no one's in charge. That's not true, of course. We have our steady hand of prime creator. But we are finding new ways, new ways to create, new ways to triumph. I want to send my great love to my beloved who has worked tirelessly, to her friends, light workers all. You are brilliant, brilliant in our eyes and in the eyes of the entire universe. those who feel faith in your hearts and hope for this project that we came here to accomplish so long ago. You have been steadfast. It increases our love day by day. We admire you so. We It's it's hard for us to dis- describe. And those of you who have felt you were just, you know, humans here muddling through, not being able to see anything or really know anything about what you were doing, nevertheless, you carry on. You do things that, well, we know some people say, oh, you must be crazy. But you do things that are miraculous because you have no way of knowing before you do them that they will create something wonderful. You have the feel of it. You know there's something good that you can do. You know you're creating and you know it feels right. But you have no way of seeing the timeline as we do. You have no way of knowing the wonderful effects that your actions are having right at the moment when you're doing them. That's what we see. It's easy for us to see that. And we must remind ourselves always that everything you do is miraculous, especially when it comes out of this sense of faith trust and hope you reach out to one another you start a new adventure you walk down a road you've never seen before you try new things with this feeling in your heart that you know there's something good on the other side of this 
and you have no idea what it might be, but you do it anyway. This is a magnificent thing to us. For we do it because we see what the outcome will be and we enjoy knowing that our good work will bring rewards and gifts to all. We thrive on that. But we have the advantage of seeing down the timeline of knowing precisely when we raise a finger, we know what it's going to create. When we generate light and send it, we see the impact of it. We see it immediately. Whereas you are operating as if blindfolded and still you send the light. With love in your heart and the trust that you remember from before you came here. You know there was a pact that we had together. You know that there was an agreement with us. You know it in your heart, somewhere deep in your being, you remember. And as you have been awakening, all of you, you feel the stirrings in your heart. You feel the memories coming back, the feelings, the colors, the sounds. And you remember. We see the memories awakening in you. And it resonates with us, too. It reminds us of what we remember, of what we felt together with you, in other lifetimes, in other places, we remember. But when you remember, it is delicious for us because it reawakens the same feeling in us. When we remember a loving life with you in the past, we relive it with you Sometimes you see it in your dreams. Sometimes you feel our presence. And you know, this is the one I have always loved. That feeling remains always in your heart. For love travels through all dimensions. As Sananda was saying, once you have lived a life with someone and have loved them, have had that experience of being in a body and sharing a lifetime together, it resonates with you ever after. You hold that feeling. You carry it with you always. And no matter how many lives you may live, no matter how many universes you may travel to, you always carry that love with you in your soul. 
this is why we know God's love. This is why we believe in it. Because we feel the resonance of it going back for thousands of years. And when you begin to awaken, to realize who you are and why you're here, we feel the reawakening in ourselves as well. Like when you have a tuning fork and you set the tuning fork to sing, every other tuning fork will sing in harmony. That's how we are with you. When your heart sings, we resonate, we vibrate to the same sense of love that you do. So you see, we are one. Those of you who have discovered the love of your twin flame know that deep, sweet, comfortable connection. It has a long, long history to it. And that's what makes it so comfortable. Because it is an ancient feeling. And yet this marvelous creation that we are as beings of love and light allows us this special tuning fork connection. So that every time a vibration of love is sent between us, it's new. It's always fresh. It's always new. And every time it grows. This is what you're experiencing now, those of you who have awakened. These feelings of love and Connection are growing stronger every day. The more you feel it, the more you become accustomed to being deeply connected with us. The more it simply becomes a way of life. You awaken in the morning expecting to feel the presence of the loving ones around you. You know that we're always there. As Sananda was saying, he spoke when he spoke with Catherine, he was apologizing because we have been so focused. We tend not to talk very much. <laughs> so those of you who channel us may have noticed that we're a little quieter in recent days. But that does not mean we're not connected deeply. It doesn't mean we're not here with you. It just means we are focused, intensely focused on you and your surroundings there to protect you from the dark thought forms, to dissolve them as they're created. 
But we ask you now. We ask you, please help us. All of you. Catherine mentioned how many of you there are. Do you realize what we can do? If you come, join forces with us. Do the exercise as they've shown you on the flowchart. Be aware and mindful of us and of our project every moment of the day. Think of us. Think of the light you can spread. Think of the road ahead, brightly lit, leading to prosperity, to love, to abundance, to joy, to creating new things, new new structures, new ways of living, new friendships, new ways of experiencing love and joy, happiness and abundance together. As Meg was saying, once you decide to remember that every moment of the day, every breath, you'll never forget And you will become a dedicated and powerful, powerful master who can stand by our side and really make a difference. We need all of you now. This moment, we need all of you on our team. All of you as enthusiastic and powerful participants as we raise this banner. See the light. See the colors, blue and golden and silver, lavender, green. Those, those are the joy the happiness. Those are the happy thought forms. You see the difference. Joyful thought forms produce brilliant light and colors. Dark thought forms produce only gray and darkness. There's no accident. Happiness has a color, a vibration, joy. is wondrous to behold. The sound of it, the taste of it, the colors of it, it's all wonderful. Darkness is just the absence of all these wonderful things we have available to us. We have help here. You can hear it. We have an angel chorus. 
that helps us to stay focused, that helps us to feel joy in our hearts, that helps us to feel our sense of being together. One in this magnificent challenge that we are taking on together, this magnificent triumph that will be the ascension of all of humankind. You'll see once this tipping point is reached, things will start to unfold so quickly. You'll be laughing all day long. Join with us in this joyful, joyful pursuit. We welcome every soul, every being. All are needed. All are needed now. (laughs) As, As Catherine said, we'll all break a sweat together. We will be, well, what's a good analogy? We'll be um, hoeing every row (laughs) and singing as we go. We'll be raising the light. We'll be raising the roof. We'll be singing together. We'll be dancing together. It is a wondrous thing. You heard my call. Join us. Join us now. Give us your pledge. Give us your pledge now that you, with your free will, will raise your light. And you will make a difference. Together we will all make a difference. I send you my deepest, endless love to all of you, beloved ones. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste, Michael. What... A joy. What a joy. Thank you so much. We couldn't have asked for a more uplifting message from Sananda and you. Okay, get back to work. (laughs) (laughs) Enough of this lollygagging. We appreciate it. Shoulder to the wheel. (laughs) Oh, I have to tell you what pops right in my head. So I saw this beautiful video on Facebook a couple of days ago where this indigenous culture had 10 people all lined up next to each other with a big hoe. And the kind, remember the kind where you had to put your foot on and like the shovel and you had to stick it in the ground and then heave ho up. Mm -hmm. You're a gardener. You know what I'm talking about. So all 10 of them, all 10 of them in a row, and they were hoeing up this field. 
and all of them at once were singing, and they had their shovel, and they all put their foot in and went rock, 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 and a big row of dirt, 20 feet long, just went tumbling. And they went back together, rock, 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 and then they ho, and then the dirt went tumbling. And they were oh singing the whole way. It was perfect. <laughs> so I, I saw us thinking about that because that's what I I got the feel of, like a whole bunch of people in a field making something happen. So they must have seen that video. <laughs> I'll bet we can find it. It's right out of my head. I know it. I'll have to post it. I'll find it, and we'll post it on the page because oh, they were great. just singing, and they were all together and having fun, and they got so much work done by moving this dirt, so it was great. So that's what oh, we're doing. We're doing it together well, and singing wait. and just, yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Oh, Catherine, thank you. That was just beautiful. How moving. Not a dry eye in the house after that one. Mm, well, I really felt their plea, their plea to come on. We have to all get on it. We have to all be really determined and attentive, and something wonderful is going to come from it. Mm, tipping point. I heard him say that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, if everyone on this call answers the call, we are a powerful force, a really powerful force, because most of the people listening now have really done a lot of this work, a lot, and they are strong and ready to go. I know the people who write to me are just like the thoroughbreds in the starting gate and they are ready to run so we've just gotten our assignment we've just been told here it is you keep asking what's my path well here it is (laughs) we've just been given our what do they call it marching orders yep that's right that's right and I love Michael thank you I love the image. So, yes, clearing dark thought forms. We feel the gray leave. We feel the... But mm-hmm. now, I'm going to take that list of the feelings that I've just cleared, and I'm going to go back to the list, and I'm going to say, all right, what now do I feel? And I'm going to see the opposite feeling pop up of gratitude and joy and communion and and appreciation, and I'm going to put a color to it. And I'm going to swirl that color right in my pillar of light and surround myself with, I think he said, blue, silver, green, um, what else? Gold. Lavender, gold. Lavender. Yeah. Yeah. Lavender. And swirl it as if it's the color of the feeling of joy and happiness and gratitude. Because I haven't done that. That's beautiful. So now we not only clear, we can actually swirl all the positive colors around us and and instigate that. So thank you, Michael. That was lovely. 
All right. Well, so we know what we have to do. We packed a lot in tonight. I thought that we were going to have to need a lot of extra time, but we packed a lot in to this call. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. So I hope that everybody's going to be um, checking out the website and the Facebook page. And I hope everyone has signed up for the emails so you'll get the the material we're sending out. And I think I'll have a channeling message this week too because we're going to hear we're going to continue to hear from them. They wanted mm-hmm. us to get out this, you know, to get out the material that that we've just finished with that you have done such a beautiful job on it we they wanted us to get that out but in the coming weeks i think i will be getting some more messages so there's there are big things happening mm. so i hope they will keep us, they'll keep us informed and i don't know about you Catherine, but we were driving down the road the other day, and we could not believe the sun. It was like it just got churned up 150 watts. Mm. And we all practice sun gazing here, where you've heard about this. You can an hour mm-hmm. at sunrise and an hour before sunset. You can stare right at the sun without any without any worry about your eyes. And it actually does some activation of your pineal gland to try to get this to grow the size it used to be in our brain Mm -hmm. and and we have looked at the sun and we almost have to hold our hand up to the sun it's just coming so bright so we can really tell that this air is getting so clean and crisp and the light is just coming right at us and I'll find myself just stopping in the middle of the day and just standing in the light because I can feel how Mm -hmm. powerful the light sort of get a battery. I'll come out of my office and go and stand in the sun for about 10 minutes to get a recharge and and dip back in. So it's easy to feel and um, be able to take in these energies to be able to keep us going. So I just wanted to... Mm. Boy, it's bright. Thank you for that. Yes, a good reminder. So, here we go. It's going to be a big week. I'm going to put on our music, We Are the World. There's a line, To life, the greatest gift of all. I love that line in this song. So this week we're going to express gratitude for the gift of this life we've been given and for all the help we're getting and for all the love we're feeling just pouring down on us to keep our spirits up, to keep our hope alive, to keep us energized and moving forward. So here we go. (laughs) We'll be here next Wednesday. And we look forward to hearing and getting emails and comments on the Facebook page and hearing from everybody about what they've learned, what if they need help, 
And next week, we want to ask people, we'll save time um, at the end of the call so that we can, um, oh, someone just popped up their hand just now. I was just about to close the line, but let's see. We'll take one one call and see what. Maybe you have something to say. 661-0240. Hello. Hi. Hi there, Catherine. Oh, Catherine. Hi, it's Marlene. Marlene, it is. Hello, Marlene. Hello. Hi, Marlene. Oh, so good to hear your voice, honey. Thank you. What a show. <laughs> I'm thrilled. Do you hear me well? Yes, we yes, can hear you. Perfectly. I am so thrilled. I'm ecstatic. I'm shaking all over. <laughs> I'm dancing all over the, my office here. <laughs> Thank you, our brother, Sananda, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> We're on board. We are so on board. It's wow. <laughs> and everybody out there listening, we know that you're with us. We know that you're supporting and we know that we're getting this done. Are we? <laughs> Are we? People, this is one of the light workers that they were referring to. Marlene, who's been just relentless in her work over the years without without flagging, without hesitating. She has just forged ahead and we're so happy to have her with us. We're so happy to have her on our team. Yes, <laughs> Thanks for calling, Marlene. Marlene, do you have okay. any news for us? Anything you see that you want to share with us? Well, there's uh, one thing that I can share. There are many, but one tonight uh, in regards to all the health from with the Galactics, or mm-hmm. from the Galactics. Uh, we are... Uh, right now, Ashtar is, and the crews are all doing all the mapping to get all the help underway. So all the information are com- is coming in from the crews from all over the galaxy. And uh, once all the mapping is done, then there will be um, the work will officially start with the galactic. Intervention. <laughs> that's the that's the secret word. <laughs> the galactic. <laughs> that was code for yeehaw. <laughs> yeah, code for Yahoo. They're coming. <laughs> no oh, thank back, you for that sure. news. <laughs> well, may their mapping work go very quickly. <laughs> oh, it's it's moving along pretty fast. <laughs> oh, thank you for that wonderful tidbit. <laughs> so we we send you big hugs and love too. Thank you for your wonderful work. 
Well, thank you. We're all in it together, and uh, thank you for letting me put in my two cents here. <laughs> oh, it was great. What a wonderful finale to our call tonight. Okay, well, so... Thank you. thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Meg, and everybody, and Ellie, and the whole family. <laughs> oh, yes. So we'll speak with we love you, you Marlene. Thank you. Yes. We love you, too. Soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Bye. And here goes our our music for tonight. Thank you all. Good night, everyone. Thank you, Catherine. Good night. See you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.